Welcome to the show today. If you're listening to this episode upon its release, then you'll notice that today is February 1st. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, there's always something so exciting about the start to a new month. It's like we get another chance to refresh our goals and to refocus to begin again, especially being that February is only two months into a new year. It really does give you a second chance to move forward with discipline if January didn't really go as smoothly as you'd liked. And one characteristic we need when we're going after any goal God has set a strong desire in us for is obedience, being obedient to see it through no matter what it takes. And that type of obedience, it takes some grit because whether you're going after a big goal this month or this year, or simply trying to retrain your daily habits in the everyday to be obedient, things will come up. Your motivation will slip. Distractions will happen, but whether you see it through to the end or not will completely fall upon how obedient you really are. You know, God gave me the word obedience this year for my word of the year back in December. And I remember I just went on this deep dive of what does obedience really mean? What does it look like to be obedience? Where do we see obedience in the, in the Bible? And you guys, I couldn't even comprehend what I was seeing as I was opening up the Bible and digging deeper, deeper about obedience. The whole Bible is filled with people who were obedient and God showed up in a miraculous way. So I first want to start with the biblical definition of obedience, and it means to hear, to trust, to submit, and to surrender to God and his word. But most importantly, it means to act. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about obedience, as I mentioned. In fact, it is an essential part of our walk. Just think of every account written in the Bible. It all required an immense amount of obedience to hear God, to trust him, to submit to him and to surrender to him and his word. And most importantly, again, it was to act in order to see it through. And interesting enough, God usually asks us to be obedient in areas that we really don't want to in areas that kind of make us feel uncomfortable in areas that we're trying to still hold on to, And most of all, in areas where we feel weak to show his glory, to do the most incredible things through us and to show us how really strong he is. You know, I think as a culture, we really like to operate from our strengths, right? We have that strengths finder test, all these different things, really trying to hone into our strength and to build upon those, but that's not really where God operates from. Um, He usually operates out of our weaknesses. He operates from things that aren't comfortable to us because God wants to show us how strong again, he really is. So maybe God has been telling you to be obedient in places where you feel really weak, where you're feeling a little insecure about where you're like, I don't want to face that fear. I don't want to be obedient because that means I have to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just nervous to do that because that's not my strength. Well, I want to point you to Moses. God called him to be obedient in facing his fear, his fear of using his voice and speaking against the authority. And he had to speak not only just to, to free the people, but to go against the person that was in charge. Now, I can't imagine if you have a fear of speaking, but then have to speak to an authority figure against slavery. I mean, that's a huge, huge issue, but Moses was obedient in it. Moses heard God speak to him through a burning burning bush. And he continued to walk forward in it. When God said, I want you to do the impossible. It was this mission of freeing the slaves out of Egypt that were held in captivity there. And I was looking at the calculations of this, and this wasn't just 
a hundred people, a couple hundred people, thousands of people, you guys, this was 2 million plus people, including the biggest herd of livestock you could possibly imagine. Now, this was something anybody would be super fearful of taking on this sort of mission, but he knew that God was with him and it wasn't just him. It was him and his brother and God. And, and so he was walking in that. So Moses had to surrender his fear of speaking, of going back to Egypt, a place that they try to kill him as a baby, where he had actually killed an Egyptian later as an adult for trying to harm an Israelite. He wanted to step in and try to do the right thing, but it ended up causing the loss of someone else's life. And even though they were a harmful, wicked person, he still had blood on his hands and he was terrified to go back to Egypt. You know, he was terrified to face the Pharaoh directly, but even amidst that, amidst, I'm sure being scared of his own life, he went through in obedience and God did everything he said he would. He freed every single slave and every animal that was in captivity and parted the Red Sea in order to make a way for them to cross over without being harmed by the Egyptians. You know, if Moses hadn't been obedient, we he history wouldn't have been changed. If he hadn't been obedient, millions of people would have still been left in bondage, in pain, in suffering by his obedience and his faith in God, in his weaknesses he was able to change the lives and generations upon generations because of a simple obedience. So if you're feeling like, man, I don't have the strength. I'm fearing this thing. I don't want to walk out in this thing because I just don't have the skill set of, of this X, Y, Z. God's going to call you to it and he's going to get you through it. So maybe God is calling you to something else. Maybe he's calling you to be obedient and taking a big leap of faith. And you're like, God, this doesn't make sense. I have no idea how you're, you're telling me to do this. And now you're telling me to do this. And it just doesn't make sense. There's no way I can do it. Then I want to remind you of the obedience of Abraham. You know, he heard God tell him that he was to sacrifice his only son, a son that he had waited decades for a son that God had promised him and his wife and that nations upon nations would come from. And yet here's hearing God saying that he's supposed to sacrifice his son. I mean, I can't imagine the inner turmoil he must've been facing of like, Hey God, you said this, but now you want me to do this. This doesn't make sense. You know, I love my son, but God told him to be obedient And you know what? Abraham feared the Lord so much and trusted him so much that he rose up the next day without delay and saddled his donkey and went on his way to surrender his son. Abraham's obedience included a three day trial of riding his donkey with his servants, with his son, with all the material needed to build the altar. You know, I can't imagine they probably had food with them and water, all these different things, right? to get to the specific place, the location that God had for him. And he was obedient and he fulfilled every little thing God told him to. And just as Abraham went to raise the knife, an angel of the Lord appeared and said, no. And at the very last minute, God provided another sacrifice. It was a ram caught in a thicket. If Abraham hadn't been obedient to God, we wouldn't have seen what real faith looks like when God tells us one thing, but then does another. And we think, Hey God, where are you in this? You told me this. And now you're telling me to do this. It doesn't make sense, but we see how God always provides, especially in the last moment, God always provides. And that's exactly what this picture was. You know, most importantly, you know what this obedient, um, Abraham's obedience really showed us in this moment. It was a symbolism that God wanted to show through Abraham, not only a faith, but of the sacrifice that was to come. 
Because just as God was calling Abraham to sacrifice his only begotten son, it was a picture of what God was going to do and sacrifice his only begotten son, Jesus. God was the only one that was going to sacrifice his son. And he was showing him on that mountain that you don't have to do that, that I'm going to do this. And here's the pain that that's going to happen of how I'm going to feel, but I'm going to do this. He also showed the miraculous pregnancy of Abraham's wife, Sarah, who they were old in age. She had been barren her entire life. But yet this baby, Isaac, came from her. And it was the same picture of what miraculous pregnancy God was going to do through Mary and the Holy Spirit. Again, it's showing that symbolism of the coming Messiah and how this would take place through this miraculous, miraculous pregnancy. Another picture of his, it was going to show how nations, nations upon nations would come from this child. The same thing that would come through Jesus. It points us as a picture of God's begotten son that he would sacrifice on the altar of the cross. And you guys, I can't think of how incredible this was that we see this 2000 years prior with Abraham points us to what's going to happen in the future. I mean, talk about prophecy. Another incredible notion here. I want to point out before I go to the next point is God was showing how, when we're faithful, even to go to the specific location that God has for us, it will be used for his purpose. And so I went on this rabbit hole last month of, you know, there's all this symbolization of just the sacrifice of the child and the, this miraculous pregnancy and all this different stuff, right? Nations upon nations. And then I was like, it has a specific location. He had to drive, th- you know, ride three days there, you know, to the specific location. There's got to be symbolism here. So I started picking away and I found out as I was going through articles and the geography and all of that, that the exact location where Abraham rode to, it was Mount Moriah. Now, Mount Moriah was where he built the altar. He was going to sacrifice his son. So I was like, how does this point to Jesus? Well, here it is. Jesus lost his life, you know, as a sacrifice on the mountain of Calvary. And we also know that as Golgotha or the, the mountain of the skull, it says, you know, in, in scripture, but what you don't realize is that very mountain where Jesus was sacrificed is on the summit of Mount Moriah. And it's such a symbolism of if Abraham wasn't even obedient to the location, it would have completely thrown apart what God was going to do. He was obedient. And now God shows us that I'm going to be, look at what I'm going to do through generations of generations. So maybe God's calling you to make a big move and you're like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know how we're going to go here, but if God's calling you to a specific location, you got to be obedient into going going towards it because you never know what God has for you. So maybe God is calling you to be obedient in something where you're like, I I have no idea how this is going to work. I don't know how to do this. I don't have the education for this. You're thinking of all the ways of why you're not qualified. You're like, yeah, this isn't in my wheelhouse. There's no way. Well, let me just remind you of Noah. Noah was a preacher. He was not a carpenter. He was not a builder. Yet God gave him the most magnificent, insane directions of how to build and construct this ark that would house three levels of animals, of food, of material, of all these things. I'm sure he looked at that and was like, are you kidding? Like, I don't have, I've never built anything and I'm supposed to build this and it's supposed to be leak proof, no water to get inside. Like, how am I going to do this? But he was obedient to trust God and to be faithful and moving in that he didn't get caught up in all the what ifs or how he's not qualified or how there's no way he can do this or how everybody he's got to still preach to people on the side while he's supposed to build this. And there's not enough time and X, Y, Z, right. There's so many times that we get caught up in all of that. But Noah was faithful and obedient and he just went for it and he started, he was still preaching up until he got into that ark amidst, 
it taking over a year to build. Noah was telling people to repent, to change directions, to follow God, yet they all continued to mock him. They remained disobedient. They were opposing him. They were saying, there's no way there could be rain. We've never seen rain. You're crazy. All this stuff. Right. And I think of how many times we let other people walk us out of being obedient from God. Cause they're like, that doesn't make sense. You can't do that. I've never seen that happen. So because I've never seen it, you can't do it. And then we believe the lie, but God's like, if you would just be obedient and continue walking, even when it doesn't make sense, even when you don't feel qualified, because guess what? The rain, the heavens opened up, the rain came down and the flood overtook them so much so that it completely changed geography. We went from this one landmass, right? to now what we, we now have as continents because of this flood. This is how devastating this flood was. It changed the course and the map, the aerial view of the world. And yet he was faithful. And you know what? His obedience in doing that and just getting the animals in there and building this and preaching to people, all of that, that was an immense thing in itself. But the bigger picture, again, is by Noah's obedience of building this ark and fulfilling what God had for him, God was showing us a a symbolism and a picture of following God and Jesus, because Jesus says, I am the truth, the way and the life, and no one comes to me except through, or comes to the father, except through me. Well, what does that show? The ark is Jesus. And it's saying, if we get in and we follow God, we get inside that ark, we believe who Jesus is then we will get to the other side to eternity. And so he's saying that the only way to, through, to, to get to the other side, to get to God is through me, is through going through that art. That was a picture of Jesus. And so if he hadn't been obedient in that, we wouldn't have that in scripture. We wouldn't see again, another way that God was using all these instances of being obedient, being faithful, but also to show the symbolism of what's ahead of what's coming through Jesus. And so as God shut the door behind Noah, it closed them in. And it was also a picture of saying, if if you're in my hand, no one can take you out because I've sealed you in. So if you believe in Jesus, you believe in God and that Jesus rose again on the third day, no one can snatch you out of God's hand. You are safely in that arc of, of getting to eternity. And so I just thought the obedience in that there's so many layers on it. So if you need other pictures of being obedient, I want you to just go back and research how God used uh, these people to do mighty things through their obedience. It was Isaiah, David, Elijah, Joseph, Esther, Ruth, Mary, Paul, Peter, and Jesus himself. Had they not been obedient, life in history would have been radically different. We wouldn't have the Bible we have today. We wouldn't have this coming of Christ and what he did. We wouldn't have the fulfillment of so many things. And so I want to remind you that if God is calling you to be obedient in something, don't think that it's, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's no big deal. You have no idea what God is wanting to do in and through you, through your obedience. It is imperative that you show up and you be obedient, no matter what it looks like, no matter what God's calling you to do, no matter if people agree, if it's logical, if you've got the skill set, you got to keep walking and be obedient this year. So I want to ask you right now, what is God calling you to be obedient in this month or this year? What is God saying, nudging you, stirring in your heart, speaking to you about maybe through a song, through a person, through this desire that keeps coming up? What is he calling you to be obedient in this year? Because it's important that you see it through. 
Maybe God's calling you to have the strong desire to start something new. Maybe it's a move. Maybe it's to get healthy. Maybe it's to start that project, to change careers. Maybe it's to sign back up for school. Maybe it's to start that new business. Maybe it's to have that baby. Even when you feel like, I don't know if we can afford it. Maybe God's saying, yes, maybe it's to expand your family through foster or adoption. Maybe it's to grow in your marriage. Maybe it's to start that ministry. Maybe it's start to give in a new way. Maybe it's to help that family. Maybe it's to parent differently. Maybe it's to love on your neighbors, even if they've hurt you. Maybe it's to share the gospel with someone. Maybe it's to reach out to the homeless. Maybe it's to get your family to church consistently. Maybe it's to give up that addiction or bad habit that the enemy is trying to get a foothold on you with. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to go for it, to be obedient, to change directions and walk in what God has for you. You have no clue how your obedience to God can and will transform your life, how it will grow you and your family and what blessings will flow if you just keep walking to see it through. So stop letting the enemy talk you out of what God has for you. Stop down trying to downplay what God has for you. Stop trying to look at all the what ifs and the doubt from the enemy. Lisa Bevere actually says that there's no higher form of spiritual warfare than the obedience to God and the obedience to follow what God has for you and to see it through. So be obedient. That is a surefire way to get the enemy off your back. And so instead, remember how hard it was for Abraham and Moses, Moses and Noah, but yet they did not delay and God showed up every single time. And he's going to show up for you too. Joyce Meyer says an obedient mind will lead you to an obedient life. Meaning that it first starts in the mind of saying, Hey, I could do this. I believe God. I trust him. I'm going to submit to him. And then our actions follow in obedience to God. So if you have to write out Bible verses and go over promises in the Bible of how God is calling you to be obedient, so you'll continue to act and move and have the faith to go forward in it, do it, speak it out out loud, free yourself from the enemy and what he's trying to tell you, you can't do because if God is calling you to it, whether it makes sense or not, you've got to be obedient into fulfilling that you guys, I made a journal this year of all the different promises and scripture that God was calling me to remind me of. So I could be obedient in it, all those promises. And there's many times where the enemy will try to get in. I just open that. I'm like, Nope, if God promises before he'll do it again. And so you've got to have that, that grit and that faith to know that I'm going to see this true. So retrain your mind to believe whatever God has called you to do is possible. God works through the impossible. Also, I want to remind you that obedience by being obedient, obedience does not equal ease. I think a lot of the times we think, well, Hey, if God's called me to this, it's gotta be easy. He's going to part the red seas. He's going to do all these things. Yes. He will do those things, but it doesn't mean that it's this free ride that it's just going to be easy. And there's going to be no turmoil because for every single person in the Bible, we see how they faced opposition. We see how they faced trials, but yet they saw it through in obedience because obedience requires a great deal of faith. It requires us to partner with God. It requires us to lean on him and his strength. So we could be obedient in what he has. He wants that relationship with us as he sees it through it. So remember how God was telling the people to go through the Jordan. Guess what he did? He didn't have them face the Jordan. Then he receded the waters back. They had to take their feet take the first step, walk in there in faith, and then the, the waters parted. So you've got to take that next step and be faithful in it. And again, when he makes the waters retreat and you're still faced with trials and maybe you're halfway in or you're partway through and you're like, I want to retreat. I want to go backwards. I don't like this. This is getting too cold. It's getting a little scary. It's getting a little windy. Like I don't like this and whatever God's calling you to be obedient in you got to get to the other side. And because what those trials produce in your character, it is needed to cross over. So stop questioning what God has for us. I feel like sometimes the second things get rocky, we're like, well, maybe that wasn't from God. Well, maybe because it's not easy, then I'm going the wrong way. You guys, 
that creates the double mindedness. That's what the devil wants. He wants us to think like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to go that way. Go on the, the, the path that the world's going to this broad path that leads to hell. Like, I hate to say it like that, but he wants us not on that path with God. The path with God is narrow. It's rocky. It's not easy, but man, is it worth it? And at the end of the day, we don't, we don't have to face man. When we die, we face God and God's going to be like, why weren't you obedient? Why didn't you do what I said for you? If you were obedient, I would have had this for you. I would have saved this person. I would have done this for your family. I would have done X, Y, Z. If only you had been obedient, you guys, this is our reminder to be obedient and to walk that narrow path. We are not to look like the world. We're supposed to look so different. I mean, look at Jesus. He faced trials upon trials. He endured so much to get to the cross, temptations, mockers, people who said, that he was a liar. Even his best friend portrayed him. Judas portrayed him. Right. And yet Jesus stood the course and was obedient to fulfill God's mission for him, which ended on the cross and being beaten right before it, you know, to where he was unrecognizable, but yet he was obedient to fulfill his mission. You know, our mission doesn't likely look like that. Jesus endured it all. But at the end, Jesus says, it is finished. Will we say that when we close our eyes, when this life is finished, will we say, I've done everything, God, I've, I've been obedient. And I feel, I feel like so often we just find it really hard to be obedient into putting good things in our body of being obedient of to just eat good of to not overindulge of to not, you know, to steward our money in a certain way. It's just like the, the simple things are so hard for us and it's okay. We're human. We all struggle, but you guys, God's not calling us to build an ark. God's not calling us to sacrifice a child. God's not calling us to do all these impossible things. I mean, yeah, they will feel impossible in our life, but the hardest parts have already been done. God's just calling us to carve a new way to be obedient in what he has for you. And so I want to encourage you walk in that. Don't let the enemy continue to bring you down or to get you to distracted or to get you to derail you keep walking in obedient because when we're disobedient in our lives, we face more turmoil than God wants us to. I mean, look at Jonah. He was trying to run from being obedient. He was trying to outrun what God has for him. And what happened to him? He ended up in the belly of a fish, right? In the belly of a whale. Some scholars say it was a fish that God uniquely designed at the beginning of time for this moment. But whatever it was, he was in it because he was trying to outrun it. And God's like, no, uh-uh. I'm going to work you in this turmoil and I'm going to spit you out and you're going to go back and you're going to save these people because they are worth fighting for. And so he did that. And so oftentimes we try to run from it, but then we get ourselves in the biggest pit of a mess and we end up just doing the hardest things in our life that that are God, God's like, if you were only just be obedient and listen to what I had for you, you wouldn't have gotten here. And I think of how many times we make a mess of our life because we, we weren't obedient. And sometimes it, you know, God just puts us right on our back. Right. So the only thing we can do is look up and so we can get up with him. Right. Cause God's like, I'll, I'll just, I'll just take away all these things. And times, sometimes we think like, man, so many people are facing such suffering in their life. They're going through so much trauma. And sometimes I think, Maybe God's just trying to show him like, Hey, be obedient in these things. You know, sometimes, you know, his ways are so higher than our ways. It could be producing so much stuff. It could be a witness to somebody else. It could be to strengthen their faith, to follow him, to trust in him, to give up their lives, to follow him. Right. But also it could be like, maybe I'm not being obedient. Maybe there's, I got to check myself right now. You know, in James 1 22, it says, do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. I think of how many times we know what to do. We know God's word. We know what we're, we know right and wrong. We know what God's telling us to do, but we don't do it. We're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start. I'm going to eat good today. I'm going to eat really good. I'm going to do all these things. 
And then it comes noon and we're like, you know what? I'm just going to have some fries or I'm going to eat off my kid's plate or I'm going to do all this stuff. But maybe God's like, actually, I need you to have the physical stamina and energy and to treat your body like a temple. Because if you can't do that, then you can't be faithful with the next thing. You can't be obedient to, I can't trust you with this next career. I can't trust you to do that. If I can't trust you to fuel your body properly, or I can't, if you can't do the dishes and keep up on the little things, then how can you keep up with the ministry? You know, I think so many times we want these big things in life, these lofty things, but God's like, well, you're not even obedient with the little. You can't even stop complaining and gossiping. You can't even love your neighbor. How can I trust you with this next thing? And you guys, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm pointing it back at myself because this is what a God has been just changing in my heart and my mind. As I've had this word of obedience this year, I'm like, oh my gosh, God's highlighting every area that I'm not obedient. And in fact, I've like retracted from social media this last month to like really hear God and walk in obedience. Cause I'm like, wait, I have to get this right before I'm jumping online and talking to people about this. Like, I really need to change so many things so I can be a witness to what God is really doing. And so be faithful because we don't want to make a mess of our lives. After all, if we love God, we're going to obey in John 14, 23, it says that Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. So it says, if we love God, we'll obey him. Meaning if we don't love God, we won't obey him. So if you're not obeying God, God's thinking like, I mean, he knows your heart, but it's, it's really saying, I don't trust you. I don't have faith. I don't really love you the way I'm supposed to in the magnitude. If I did, because if I did, I would obey your teaching. And so simply obey and watch what God happens. God loves to do the impossible and he wants to do it through you. And it starts today. I 100% believe it. It is the first, it's when this, you know, every Tuesday, this pop, uh, episode, you know, where the podcast comes out and I believe God has a word for you today and it's to be obedient. And it's just, the question is where. So where is God calling you to be obedient and just do it no matter how many times you fall, no matter how many times you've been trying to be obedient in this, no matter how many times it takes, just keep getting back up and keep walking to see it through. So if you have any questions, reach out to me, check the show notes. I've got some encouraging songs to just walk you through and inspire you this week to be obedient in what God says. So I hope that helped. And until next week, I'll talk to you soon.